0: In this episode, we will be listening to myself and my brother Dave discussing the movie The Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's episode one of two. You'll get the second episode a little bit later in the week. That's all we're doing in this one, and I'll tell you a little bit more about it after the music. I'm your host, Derek Brink, and you are listening to Empty Checking. Hey there, Checkmates. It's your old Uncle Derek coming to you once again. I am going to keep this intro super brief because we have a long episode to listen to, and the next one's even longer. Uh, As I said in the intro, what we're doing this week is we're listening to—I'm going to call it an interview, but it was a conversation between myself and my brother. We got together to talk about the Rocky Horror Picture Show because I just did my Rocky Horror Picture Show tribute album, available over at DerekBrink.com. And uh, also because it's it's one of those movies I watch every Halloween, and I just wanted to talk about it, and Dave knows a lot about Rocky Horror, as you'll hear throughout the next episode, next two episodes, really, because this is going to be a two-parter. On the night that we recorded, my brother and I talked for four hours about this movie, and I recorded all of it. Um, I edited that down significantly. We're at... A total running time of a lot closer to three hours between the two episodes, so I cut out at least an hour of, uh, gibberish. I just, I couldn't subject everybody to four hours (laughs) of, uh, what really boiled down to Dave trying to, uh, get through thoughts and express logical, sensible, clear ideas, and me being a giggly, sloppy mess interrupting him at every turn. That's essentially what the conversation was. Uh, I listened to it and kind of realized that apparently over the pandemic what I've become is someone who thinks that active listening is interrupting so uh sorry about that to Dave but uh good news Dave a lot of the stuff that we got that we said that uh uh didn't flow very well and didn't work got cut out so it's a lot more tolerable um and I had to lose some stuff that I actually wanted to keep there are some uh, nice moments that, that had to hit the cutting room floor just because, well, let's let's cut it down to as much as about the movie as we can. Um, so that's that's what we're doing. This first half is a little bit more of the two of us talking about just the, the background of the film, and the second half is a little bit more of us talking about the background of the fan experience, uh, although the two cross over a lot, as has to happen with this kind of thing. And one of the few things I said that was actually, I think, a valid point uh, during the, the whole conversation was, uh, checkmates, you have to understand that when you're talking about something that's this much of a cult phenomenon and is so beloved, especially by yourselves, uh, it's very easy to get off track and it's very easy to just kind of it's it's very easy to make it difficult, I guess, and to say too much about one thing or another and then derail and who knows. And that's a lot of what you're going to hear over these couple episodes. That said, I think they're fun, but uh, yeah, particularly I'm a sloppy mess throughout the whole thing. So sorry about that, but I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, I should say, because we're talking about the Rocky Horror Picture Show... Advance warning. I never do this, but advance warning. Uh, There is some strong language, uh, mostly from me. Uh, There is uh, some, uh, I I don't want to say, I I don't think it's offensive, but there is some conversation of sexuality and that kind of thing. Most of the personal stuff got cut out, Dave, just so you know in advance. Um, (laughs) But that's what we're doing. We're going to be talking about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Before we do that, I really quick want to just say that there are websites of interest that you might want to check out. I already mentioned DerekBrink.com, where you can download the Derek Brink Acoustic Show, which is my fully acoustic uh, tribute to the Rocky Horror Picture Show that's just me with with an acoustic guitar playing the entire soundtrack, including uh, Sword of Damocles and Planet Shmanit Janet, which are not on the original album. So uh, uh, check that out, please. But otherwise, there's also a companion blog for the show that normally has a lot more than it's going to have for these two episodes on it because I didn't have a lot of pictures to share. But that's over at emptychecking.blogspot.com. Uh, the show itself is hosted at podbean.com. Wait, at emptychecking.podbean.com. I don't know why I can never remember that. already mentioned DerekBrink.com to you. If you like the music that you hear throughout the show, what little of it there is this week, uh, you can check that out at DerekBrink.bandcamp.com and download it all for absolutely free. The Rocky Horror soundtrack thing, by the way, is also free, but that's only at my website because of weird copyright laws that I won't get into. Um, did I name all of the stuff? I think I ended at Bandcamp usually. Oh, if you want to uh, talk to me, if you want to email me, you can do that at my initials, db at derrickbrink.com, and I will be glad to talk to you. Many of the checkmates do that, and that's always a good time for me. Uh, they don't always make it onto a listener mail segment on the show or whatever, but I, I try to answer everybody. So uh, check all that stuff out. We're gonna get into the show here're it's 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 kind of a long one. This one's not as long as the next one. this I think is about uh, an hour and a half of conversation and then the next one is about an hour 45. So that's what you've got to look forward to. The next episode will drop midweek this week because I just kind of I didn't want to put too much time and space between them. I just kind of want to get them uh, get them out there and get them done and not leave you with too much antissa. Uh, but, uh, Will, uh, that was a reference to the movie for anybody who doesn't know it. If you don't know this movie, you're going to be so in the weeds so quickly listening to this thing. Uh, Just, uh, maybe watch it and then listen to this. I think Dave says that at one point during the conversation. But uh, we're going to we're gonna do that. We're going to play just a little bit of music here, and then we'll get into mine and Dave's conversation about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I hope you have a good time with it. I had a good time doing it. I had too good of a time doing it to where I was not a very good interviewer. <laughs> so, uh, uh, or respectful conversation mate, even. Uh, so that's, uh, it's, it's, it's a fun one, but it's not me at my best, I'll tell you that. So uh, in, enjoy, question mark. And we'll, uh, we'll catch back up with you after the conversation between Dave and I to kind of do our wrap-up and prepare you for the next episode. Uh, here we go. Here's a little bit of music to get into that. Out there I am so strong a symbol of right against wrong, I fight the bluest demons, but the foreigner one catches on, that it's just me, I'll be gone. Sure. The I'm definitely recording. Right oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, you're in my ear and the ear of anyone who hears this. Okay, perfect. Yeah Uh, okay, checkmates. If there was an intro before this, then, uh, welcome to the thing that I introduced. If there wasn't, then you know that I made mistakes. Uh, welcome to the part of the show where we're talking to my brother, Dave. Say hi, Dave. Hi. And we're gonna sit around talking about the Rocky Horror Picture Show for a while, basically. It's a theme episode, in case I didn't say that in whatever intro you get. You'll definitely get some kind of intro, because I have to do that thing where I say I'm Derek Brink and you're listening to Empty Checking, and then the music with the bass guitar plays. Uh, but anyway, we're, we're doing the theme episode. We're, do, we're talking about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And the reason we're doing that is uh, I've dived really deep into the Rocky Horror Picture Show here in the last couple of months. Uh, for those who listened to the last episode, you'll know this already. For those who are just jumping in on this one, I just put out an album, my uh, 14th album, if you'll believe that, that is an acoustic cover version of the entire Rocky Horror Picture Show soundtrack, including Sword of Damocles and Planet Schmanet Janet, which were are not on the CD that so many of us have. Uh, I, I did those two. Uh, so I just released that, and doing that, I dove super deep into the, uh, Rocky Horror experience, uh, and that, uh, that made me want to talk about it on the show, because it's one of my favorite things in the world, and I brought Dave in, because Dave has... Uh, easily as long an experience with that movie as I do, probably longer and probably much more detailed (laughs) in a lot of ways. Uh, So that's why Dave is here. Uh, And uh, Dave, if you didn't know that, that's why you're here. I gathered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So that's, that's what we're, that's what we're doing. We're going to talk about Rocky Horror. Um, I guess uh, we were already talking about it a little bit before I decided, oh, we should probably just be recording this. Uh, one of the uh, like the thing that we were talking about mostly is is just kind of the music of it, and which I think is one of the things that really starts attracting people to us. Yes, it. absolutely. Like, I I know I knew the music before I saw the movie, but I was also like eight, right? <laughs> when I saw the movie, because there's uh, there's for those who don't, well, you probably were, yeah, yeah. For those who don't know us, there's uh, a, a an eight year age difference between us, so uh, by the time. Dave was super into Rocky Horror. I was a child. Uh, so it was it was well, yeah, around. To be fair,
1: dad started it off. Yeah. Know?
0: Oh, definitely the first time I saw that movie was in dad's presence. Not so much mom, <laughs> but uh, in dad's presence. And yeah, he I... sent me out of the room for the sex scenes. You know.
1: Yeah, that happened to me, too. I was probably a little bit older than you were, but not by much. Because um, they somehow got a... Copy of it that was made by a friend of a friend of a friend thing. Okay, I
0: remember that tape being around. Yeah. This is in the days of VHS. Folks. VHS,
1: yes. Um, and they had some friends over watching it and kept sending me out of the room. And I literally just walked around the corner and stuck my head back around. So yeah. it's not like I missed anything yeah um I didn't necessarily completely understand it to the level I would later but mm-hmm. you know I got the point mm-hmm. so yeah 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 um, well and I remember the first time
0: I saw it mom being like he's young and they're in their underwear for the whole thing what, do, you, do you, does he really have to see it and Dad's like I think he's seen it <laughs> like, <laughs> well
1: people being in their
0: underwear is not that big a deal no you know, I mean, um, this would have been the 1980s and mom being the daughter of a Baptist preacher,
1: you know, Sure, <laughs> and that has something to do with it, if certainly, but, um, you know, under, I guess underwear at that point was still somewhat risque. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, I, I don't know, but.
0: I mean, I would have been used to the vaudevillian, a guy's pants fall down and he's wearing the heart-shaped boxers. Like that's what. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I mm-hmm.
1: mean, um. And they were showing lingerie ads on TV by that point. Absolutely, so it's yeah. not like it was anything major. I think she should have been more concerned about the subject matter than, than there was
0: underwear. Well, I think that that was just probably the first thing that occurred to her because it's sort of the first thing that happens. And also, I mean, I would have been, like, about eight, nine years old. She probably just... Right. In the context of, like, the first thing he's going to see is people in their underwear. Well, it's not the first thing. It's just... <laughs> no, but it's... It's in you know, there. Yeah. I, I just... Uh, in 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 the handful of ways that mom was liberal, she was also conservative in, in just as many ways as you're well aware. Right. Probably, uh, probably more, more so, so Yeah, so, yes. <laughs> uh, so I think that she was just like, he's eight and he's my last chance to have a normal kid.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I get that at eight. I wouldn't let my kids see it at eight. My kids had still haven't seen it. Right. Uh, my oldest is 13. Yeah. And she hasn't seen it, although... I'm like, well, she could probably, except for those couple of zines, right? Yeah, she yeah. could probably see it. So, Well, and that's one of the, that's actually one of the questions. That's the last
0: question I have on this notepad in front of me. Listeners okay. at home, I have a notepad. Well, we'll get to that later. Though. Uh, no, the, uh, it's fine. It doesn't, this is in no order. It's just the last thing yeah, I thought you to took, jot down. You took time to write it out though. It, it was like a minute. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is at work when I was between things. Gotcha. Uh, they don't know that I took this notepad. <laughs> <laughs> they do now. Yeah, uh, probably probably, maybe, I don't know. Uh, but it, that, like one of the things that I wrote down isn't even really a question. It's more of a statement. It's just, so you have
1: kids. <laughs> yeah. You know, they've heard, um, the soundtrack, except I don't think I've ever had anybody here, uh, touch me. Um, sure, because that's the only song that in my view is on the original soundtrack anyway, than my view that has any sort of graphicness about it sure and it's pretty tame by today's standards yeah they've
0: probably heard worse
1: well and the thing (laughs) is my kids don't really listen to pop or hip-hop that much Mm -hmm. pop a little bit Mm -hmm. Um, very little hip-hop my girls are very much into musical theater though yeah so there's some shows that i know have been listened to that i don't know anything about right and i'm pretty sure are worse right um, but I have to do the dad thing. I have to figure out, it's hard to walk that line. Yeah. Cause you want to expose your kids to cool stuff, but every once in a while, ah, I gotta be a dad here. Yeah. You know, so that's a little bit difficult sometimes. Um, and yeah, I mean, they've heard most of the things. Um, oldest daughter, uh, was wa- marathoned glee at one point. Okay. so um, she saw that episode. So, well, she did. Um, I was hoping she wouldn't get to it. I was going to try and watch it with her. Sure. But she watched it before I got there. And when she said, well, it got to the song that I didn't know. And I didn't watch that song okay, because you didn't want me to see it. That's and responsible I'm and we fairly sure <laughs> that she was actually telling me the truth. Uh, <laughs> that one she probably was she probably was yeah so she's a, um she's a good kid she's uh, a good kid she's weird like I'm, me. Well,
0: she's almost an adult now she's a good person let's say she's 13 so she's <laughs> yeah.
1: like right on that cusp you know yeah i
0: just said that and i realized that you're her dad and you're like no she's not
1: <laughs>
0: i live with her every day most yeah. of the day she's not an adult yeah no she's <laughs> no but
1: at the same time you know she's um i think she's fairly mature for her age in many ways yeah i think so so um so it's interesting but yeah so i mean they've they know of its existence Mm. they've seen um things about it but they've never actually sat and watched the movie um so yeah i mean at some point i'm sure they will and at some point they'll watch it and then we'll probably go see it at some point just to give them the full yeah um experience except for maybe the um, pre-show rituals, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, yeah well... Being, I, being a dad, and I don't know what's happening now. Yeah, I don't so. either. I've
0: wondered... What, that's... Uh, it's it's dawning on me while we're talking about this that there may be, and I can't imagine, but there may be somebody listening to this who is unfamiliar with Horror. Doesn't Rocky know. Yeah. yeah. So maybe we should take a second and figure out how the hell you describe this movie <laughs> to somebody well, uh, or the experience we're, surrounding we're it.
1: We're doing we've got to do spoilers right because you can't yeah oh absolutely uh, you cannot i mean first off it's 45 years old so yeah spoiler is questionable yeah but. Uh, citizen kane
0: uh, uh, rosebud was the sled you know it's i feel like it's that right level of spoiler yeah right you know point, green you know? is made of people same yeah, deal yeah uh-huh. which yeah. i spoiled that for dad i know that's a great story <laughs> somehow that's fantastic uh, side tangent sorry checkmates side tangent by the way feel free to call them checkmates if you want to Uh, that's not just for me. They call themselves that sometimes when they write to me. Okay, well, Um,
1: uh, we'll see if it comes
0: up. Uh, yeah, uh, side tangent checkmates. One day, uh, this had to be early 2000s. I come home when I was living with my dad, and he's watching Soylent Green, the Charlton Heston movie, Soylent Green, that I... It it was like, by that time, it had been parodied on SNL, like Phil Hartman would do a Charlton Heston impression, yelling, Soylent Green is people! It's made out of people! Like, it had been in The Simpsons. Like, I thought that was just a cultural thing that everybody knew, even if you hadn't seen or heard of the movie. Dad's watching Soylent Green, and I come in and recognize it, because I like Soylent Green, and I just yell, Soylent Green is people! And he was going... Ah, oh, shit, it is. It's... <laughs> and I'm like, oh, uh, maybe it's not. <laughs> and I felt terrible because it was near the, it was like close to that line, even. It was like right at the end of the movie <laughs> and he didn't know. I thought he just was watching Soylent Green like you do. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, uh, but yes, there will yeah. be all that to say there will be spoilers in this. I think anybody who listens to the show is used to spoilers. I, I make no apologies for spoilers. Yeah. But, uh, but yes, just, spoilers abound. In yeah. This. Right. I don't um, know. I, it's, it's, this is, I will say though, this is hard to explain. It is because
1: you're either going to make it sound way better than it is or way worse.
0: Yeah. And There's, either way
1: is kind of correct. Yes. You're, you're, you're not wrong either <laughs> yeah. way. Um, yeah I mean that's true so we were listening to the soundtrack I guess it was last year I had the kids in the car I was listening to the soundtrack and then about halfway through it and one of my daughters said what is happening? <laughs> I'm like well there's a castle see and <laughs> uh, they're, they're all right, going so over to the Frankenstein place right so um, alright so you, uh, you just do a quick rundown of yeah let's do a quick plot the rundown the movie alright so as much so, as we can um, yeah so I mean I, you kind of have to know that Uh, The movie itself is a pastiche of different... I just like saying pastiche more than anything else. Um, Uh, One question. Different things, yeah. What does pastiche mean? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, It brings together various elements of different things to make one unique thing. It's got a little bit of this, kind of like a Tarantino film. That is what I would have guessed. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, um, together. So it combines, uh, obviously, music. It's a musical. Yeah. Um, It combines that with uh, B-movie science fiction from the 50s and that, um, you know, 50s rock and roll. Mm -hmm. Um, There's art references in it that people don't get. There's a lot of different things for the movie itself. And then, of course, there's the audience experience, but I guess we go into that Mm -hmm. after the movie. Yeah,
0: we'll go. there. Uh, And one, it's important to also say that So many people miss this aspect of it. There's also a healthy amount of parody. Yes, that's kind of what I was... Like reference and parody. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, So many people think that it's trying to take itself 100% seriously, which I think in some ways it is. Because Richard O'Brien, all you have to do is listen to the lyrics of science fiction double double feature, Mm -hmm. and you know that this is a guy who genuinely loves the source material.
1: Yeah, it's a love story, or not a love story, maybe not a love story, uh, but a- Love letter. A a love letter, thank you, that's what I was going for. A love letter to um, the old B-movies from the 50s and 60s and all that, but mostly from the 50s, Yeah. Um, and uh, musical theater, and- glam rock yeah glam rock and, is a big um element there's like i say there's yeah. a, a few little touches of art history in it but it's mostly in visual mm-hmm. um references a lot of old movies uh so um that's cool there's a lot of little things that go into it um and it's started life as a stage play yeah uh, most people know that but not everyone so Started life as a stage play that was barely an hour long, and they just kind of kept adding to it. And I didn't realize it was that short. It's very short. Mm. Um, I mean, I guess the movie is only what, like an hour twenty, or hour and a and half. The movie is ninety minutes exactly. Okay, because the director wanted to make an our producer, or somebody wanted to make a ninety minute movie. No, that makes sense. And uh, Richard Bryan was saying he was surprised that it's ninety minutes because it feels longer. It kind of does. It I'm, feels longer, and they put more stuff in it. Said in the stage show, is ninety minutes almost on the dot the last production i saw which i haven't gone to the theater to see it but i saw a uh, pro shot sure on youtube which was um the show is the uh, broadcast in uk cinemas i think for amnesty international but yeah, you told me
0: about that yeah uh, so off they, mic but I, yeah. I haven't tracked that
1: down yet. so they did that um and the show was short they cut it into two acts it was originally it was just a hmm. one act thing yeah they made it two acts and then at the end they redid time warp and street transvestite to give people kind of a, a leave, leaving on a high note thing yeah because yeah. Um, it is and kind that, of a downer and ending and that added like 10 minutes to the or plus yeah. to the show, yeah, um, and yeah, made it sure. long, so it's not very long.
0: Um, yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I, I mean, I watch it at least once a year on Halloween, which is another reason I'm doing this episode now. Uh, and I'm always surprised by like. I'll sit down with my bottle of whatever I'm drinking, and by the time I'm halfway through, like my second drink, I'm like, "Oh, this it's it's over. I've got to watch Clue
1: now." (laughs) It's kind of my experience over Halloween movies with people being stranded in a creepy house during the rain. Yes, that's all you need to know.
0: Which that may be the best summary of of the plot (laughs) to get you to yeah, kind of really. That's
1: (laughs) so basically plot wise, it's um. It's kind of set up like a old time horror movie but yeah. uh just kind of perverts it and switches things around. Good word for it. So, um <laughs> it was unintentional but we're leaving it. Yeah. Um so us give a real quick plot point uh or plot summary. Uh, the movie starts with our heroes or her- hero and heroine, as it says in the, in the in the credits. Yeah. Uh Brad and Janet who mm-hmm. Uh, Go to a friend's wedding, get engaged. Right. After the wedding, not during, because that would be rude. Um, That's still a little rude after. (laughs) Yeah, but everybody had left. They were by themselves. That's true. They were by themselves in a graveyard for some reason. Well, that's (laughs) it was by the church. Yeah. That's where the church is. Um, So... um, That's not important to the plot. That No, not at all. So (laughs) it's just an interesting level. You've got to,
0: folks at home, you've got to understand that we both know a ridiculous amount of nonsense about this movie. Well, we'll (laughs) we'll talk
1: about some of that later. But um, uh, this episode may be four hours long. (laughs) (laughs) And this might be a (laughs) two-parter. Yeah. Come back to hear our thoughts on it later. We're going to talk about it for a minute. Right. Um, So anyway, uh, they get engaged and decide to uh, as part of celebrating, one of the first things they're going to do is go visit their friend, Dr. Everett Scott, who is uh, an, an ex professor of theirs. Mm-hmm. Gonna go and they met in his science course, so they're gonna go um, tell Dr. Scott because that's the first thing you do, I guess. I don't know, yeah. Um, not your parents, not your anything. parents, not <laughs> your best friends are gonna go no. see an old guy that used to teach you well, not so whatever not the couple whose thunder you just stole <laughs> <laughs> well they were gone they were yeah. busy on their honeymoon. they were on their honeymoon, so, honeymoon yes yeah. that doesn't matter um so <laughs> in doing so they uh leave and the early part of the evening uh have some car issues and this was of course in the days before cell phones or pay phones reliably anywhere yeah what you what year do you
0: imagine it's set in? Oh, it's
1: set in, um, I can't remember. Well, because
0: it was the Kennedy assassination on the radio. No, wasn't, it was uh,
1: Nixon's, Nixon's resigning. N- yeah. resignation. So whatever, whatever year that year was. That, I didn't, yeah. I've never looked it up. Um, I, that's something but, I love presidential nonsense, and that's something I should know. I, but Keep I talking, know, I'm going I to Google know it. that uh, Richard O'Brien, uh, who wrote the thing, by the way, for people that don't know, uh, Richard right. O'Brien did not want that in there because he didn't want it dated to a specific time. And right. also uh, it's stated that they left on a November evening, and then Nixon's regi- resignation was a different
0: month uh, August ninth nineteen seventy four yeah, right? so Apparently. it was either a
1: replay of the inauguration address or there's a time travel thing, which I'll get into later. yeah, that's it's because uh, I have theories that but is
0: I, I so do I. I really want to talk about that, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. okay,
1: so <laughs> let's bring it back, let's bring it back in. so they uh have car trouble, yes, and decide to go. They realize they'd passed a castle, like you do. Yeah, um, in Denton, Ohio. In Denton, Ohio, <laughs> yes. So they realize they'd passed a castle, so they go to ask if they could use a phone. Uh, at which point, they are let in, and um, madness ensues, basically. They're uh, let into the um, castle. Yeah. Lack I, of a better word. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, they see that I there, guess is, the a, the there is a... ballroom in the castle? Yeah, there is a... Convention going on from people called the Transylvanians mm-hmm. um, and very they, lavishly dressed people yes, they witness um, uh, the Dr. Frankenfurter is the person who is and yes that is a joke name yeah, you've got um, to deal with that who yeah I mean it's <laughs> it works on stage in the movie eh. yeah. but anyway, um he's kind of running the convention and it's his big night so they're invited to come and see the big reveal that he's got going on. Um, no, no hint of a phone anywhere, but, um, cause castles don't have phones. Yeah, I guess that's true. They keep asking during, uh, uh, Sweet well, Prince and there's Rest one song where yeah. he says, I'll get you a mechanic and then, yeah. you know, no, uh, um, yeah, that never happens So anyway, <laughs> uh, they see that, uh, it is the night that he is unveiling his newest creation. He has made a man. He's made a creature, uh, like, Dr. Frankenstein, of course. Yes, um, which is kind of the reference the of naming whole idea. Him Franken- yes, exactly.
0: Something, yeah. So
1: um, he's built a creature. They see that. Uh, they're invited to stay the night because they don't really have a choice, uh, at which point we learn that Dr. Frankenfurter is a man of, as they say, little morals and some persuasion. Yeah. <laughs> um, he basically uh, is one of these... is a character who is uh, the id gone wild, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean... it. Uh, you, you have to crazy. deal with the fact that, I mean, this movie couldn't be made today. No. Uh, and it's it's almost surprising that there are stage adaptations that happen today in the culture that we're currently in. You have to deal with the fact that uh, Dr. Frankenfurter identifies himself as a, quote, sweet transvestite uh, and is shown in the uh, course of the movie having uh, sexual relations with uh, both men and women yes that's, he uh, seduces
1: both brad and janet
0: yes that's part of the madness ensuing that yes. we're talking about he
1: uh he also basically built his creation as a muscle man he built basically for his own needs yes and desires not to really further anything scientifically right. it's more he wanted to he wanted a pet um right so that all happens we see one of the uh, one of his Exes uh, who he'd uh, disposed of in a refrigerator, like you do. Yeah, um, the deep freeze comes back, Which and he has to kill him again.
0: I have so many thoughts about Eddie and questions. Who well,
1: th- it's explained a little bit more in the theater theatrical production, but not much. See, I've never actually seen a theatrical production of it. Yeah, there's so like, I, there's I, like I, three sentences, so yeah, it helps. it's it's one of those things that like
0: you're almost led to believe that he is also a creation of Frank's, but he's also Doctor Scott's nephew. Yeah, no, it's uh, a, you see, he's a different thing. You see that there's a lobotomy scar. Yeah, uh, well,
1: it's, that's explained. Yeah, okay. In the
0: movie. So that's, yeah, that's right. But it's, yeah. it's, uh, of course. But it's, it's, uh, he's one of those characters that, like, I want a lot of backstory on. And they're, like you said, our sentences.
1: Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so anyway, so Eddie shows up. Um, Frank has to dispose of him again. Um,. Lots of people having sex that maybe should or shouldn't be. There's some guilt um, from Brad and Janet both.
0: Right, made in an in a time period where uh, it would one assumed monogamy. One right. assumed that when two people were getting married, they were probably both virgins or had only slept with each other. Uh, so that these two presumably virginal people, are... clean cut American kids, yeah, clean cut American kids, yeah, are on this journey and are having sex with everyone but each other, is uh, that's sort of foundational to understanding the yes. sort of moral story of the movie. Yeah. Is that there's uh, you you have to put yourself in a what mid to late 1970s meta- mentality that would have I mean and even and then earlier. You're, yeah, and earlier. Yeah, because, I mean, the movie's set in whenever we said Nixon yeah, well, resigned. And but still
1: a little bit today. You still have some of that. Not as yes, much, but you still but have some I of mean,
0: that. Well, and even in the 1970s, you would have already experienced the summer of love. Uh, so right. there was certainly a movement that rejected that. But sure. But you have to put yourself in the mentality of this was a time where it was understood that these were clean-cut youths who were innocents. Yes, you know. and that
1: trope still exists today and still works, I think.
0: Absolutely, and it yeah. still applies to some kids coming up, and God bless them. Right. But, uh, it, you know, it's... Yeah,
1: more than we think, less than there should be. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, a very, that's a very good way of putting well, that. Well, you know, I'm, uh,
1: I'm a dad, but I'm not stupid.
0: Yeah, so, uh, right. So, yeah, anyway... <laughs> that's a good way to put um, that, too. All right, so to get
1: back to the <laughs> actual plot... Sorry,
0: I keep interrupting with thoughts that I want to stop. explore for an
1: hour. Okay, Stop. <laughs> Let me get through the story. I'm not Please doing a do. very good job at it to begin with. <laughs> the, well, the the difference here is you're drinking water and I'm drinking vodka. <laughs> well, I did I did not drink because of medication I'm on. Anyway, yes, that's a whole other story. Yeah, um, that's, uh, it, it. Doesn't mix well with current medication, so it's uh, it's a bad call. All prescribed. All prescribed. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, my doctor said here, take this and don't drink. I said, well, is there another way? And he said, not. A comfortable one Is yeah, right? Fine. Yeah, yeah. so anyway um moving on from <laughs> Please that continue.
0: by the way at any point uh during the evening feel free to take off your jacket and stay a while <laughs> no no i'm comfortable <laughs> okay um so I'm sweating so but well, I'm, again, again you're drinking, drinking vodka, vodka. Yeah.
1: so all right where the hell were we all right um here we go i don't normally i try not to curse on things but um Anyway, so um, okay, so Eddie shows up. Um, he's the he's actually a, uh, to answer more of your questions. He's a, one of Frank's former um, suitors. Suitors, there we go. <laughs> Lovers, let's say. Sure. Um, who is also uh, in love with. Or had some sort of relationship with one of Frank's servants, Columbia. Who is my favorite person in the movie. basically a uh, groupie. Yeah. And just kind of stayed around and got a job, basically. She's Um, my favorite person in the movie. So um, during all this, um, Janet and Frank have relations. Frank tricks. And he tricks them both. Yes. He tricks Janet by pretending to be Brad. Tricks Brad by pretending to be Janet. And oddly, it works both ways and you don't really question it sure um, so <laughs> that happens um, his in uh, fairness both of them question it they question <laughs> it but he kind of talks them into it you know, yeah. I promise not to tell blah 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 yeah. um, he's also had uh, relations with his creature it's Rocky Rocky Horror that's his name yeah. that's where the title comes from just deal with that it's also a description of what you're going to see it's a Rocky Horror show yes that's what they call that's why they call it that in the play so um, yeah, so during all of this uh, weird goings-on, Dr. Scott just happens to show up yeah. at the castle, um, who's investigating the uh, his missing nephew, Eddie, yes. who we talked about earlier. Yes, Deus um, enters the Ex Machina. <laughs> Neat. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> So, um, there's nothing
0: funnier than a well-timed meet.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, um, that's all I had. So, um, Doctor Scott enters the castle looking for Eddie. uh, At which point, we realize that Frank and Doctor Scott are enemies Mm -hmm. and rival scientists. It is revealed that Frank has been working on a uh, some sort of device, an audio vibratory transmit device something along those you're lines very close something I like that just um, read those lines you're yeah. very close <laughs> so um uh transportation device yeah so there you go. <laughs> uh it's re- revealed that he is has uh found a means of perfecting it that's also what dr scott was working on um so there's a bit of tension there frank surmises that uh brad and janet were actually sent as spies so he's not happy about it even though it doesn't appear to be the truth uh, he's not very happy about that, so he is after a uh, disastrous dinner, which I really don't want to spoil that unless we have to. Yeah, because that's, um, that's kind of a big deal. So after a disastrous dinner, he decides to use the device. He uh, basically freezes, turns everyone into stone, like a Medusa. He turns everyone. It's a Medusa ray he, yeah. he uses, turns everyone into stone. Uh, all of our heroes, anyway, and his uh, his staff. Riff Raff and Magenta, who are uh, the butler and maid. um, uh, Riff Raff,
0: incidentally, played by the author. The author, Richard uh, O'Brien. Richard O'Brien, yeah.
1: Um, And my favorite character in the film. Oh, there you go.
0: Um, So they. uh, He's a close second for me. He was the. In the album that I just recorded, he was the guy I was most comfortable singing.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we just have a similar vocal range. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so um, so they're the only ones not frozen. They get to help uh, with preparations for the floor show because Frank, in his uh, crazed imagination, as they call it, uh, decides that one of the ways he's going to use these people is to stage a floor show for nobody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's no one there, but because uh, all the people contending the convention had left they were gone they're done they've gone bye-bye for whatever reason they don't stay after the party's over the party's over basically so they're going to and he's directed this floor show and they're having a floor and i really don't understand it but um (laughs) they have to go through all this um and during some big dramatic parts riff and magenta have clearly decided throughout this that this has gone far enough Mm-hmm. uh Frank's lifestyle is too extreme I'm quoting lyrics here yes. but um it's okay because that's how they explain it yeah uh Frank has gone too far having a good time is one thing but he's uh throughout the movie he's uh murdered people and he's uh corrupted um the innocence of others and yeah. uh, uh, and he's uh really treated riff kind of like crap to the whole thing yeah it really so is. riff is tired of frank's crap mm-hmm. and uh decides that they are uh, staging a mutiny and that he is no longer the boss and they are going to ship the whole castle mm. back to their home planet. Cause it's revealed that they're aliens at some point. Yes. And then uh, so important
0: to point out, I, I, well, not, I might've skipped around a little bit, maybe but not important to point out, but something that always intrigues me is that when they show up at that point, Riff and magenta are in what we can assume is military garb. Yes. Uh, which Frank does not seem to possess. Like they, it seems like Riff and Magenta have military rank that Frank does not.
1: Yeah, I think Frank is a scientist. Yeah. Whereas they are military, and they were um, taking him along, or he was technically in charge, and they were there to serve him. Yeah. But uh, and, Riff by, and, and by and mili- by,
0: sorry, uh, by military garb, I mean what Klaus Nomi would have worn as military garb.
1: <laughs> yeah it's not exactly functional Google or doesn't only. exactly <laughs> cover anything yeah so um it's very v-neck kind so of rigid we, if there's even uh, a neck i mean it's not yeah. it's just a it's it's a gold lame nightmare i mean there is a v sure there's a v <laughs> so a very um, deep v yes <laughs> so they decide that they're um i'm adding nothing doing it so yeah, that's okay <laughs> um yeah, it's all okay, right so in part two we'll you're discuss doing the such a good end. job and i'm not we'll open. discuss the <laughs> end of this in part two um you know i'm just just i'm i'm gonna take over for a while and you just please do it so um so yeah sorry. so they're they have decided this is all b movie science fiction stuff if you've seen any b movie science fiction you're familiar with a lot of this um so anyway they decide that uh they're going back to the home planet and He's no longer in charge. Uh, Frank sings a really good song oh God, to it's good. Um, kind of plead his case for mercy. Uh, riff is having none of it and uh, does what has to be done.
0: That's interesting. Is it do you view it that way? I, I, I view it as him uh, singing it optimistically, genuinely thinking that he's going home. I think it's a little bit of both. Okay, that's. I think interesting. it's a
1: little bit of both. Yeah, I think that
0: that's I, in there. Uh, that. That's something I want to talk about for a while, probably off mic, because okay. I I didn't realize that there was a different interpretation
1: of it. I think there's a different interpretation for everything.
0: Well, yeah, but I uh, especially like, in this I, movie I, uh, that wasn't something I would have arrived at. I but, think well, it's
1: part. I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, but you know, I'm I'm well past two hundred viewings, so yeah. I mean, that's, that which is another. I've thing had to talk time about. Yeah. to uh, you know waste. Yeah, <laughs> I've wasted so much time, actually. But, uh, uh, so anyway, no, Riff is having yeah. none of this. Um, Riff Raff decides that it's better that uh, Magenta and he return alone. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more killings and stuff. And then at the end of the movie, the castle leaves, uh, goes up to the sky. I don't know why I said it that way. And <laughs> uh, Brad and Janet and Dr. Scott are left in the wreckage. Mm -hmm. of the essentially the innocent castle yes so uh, left in the wreckage of the castle and the wreckage of their former lives and they have to deal with what have happened over the past however long it's been the past evening let's say um, Seven and they hours, have to according,
0: according to Rocky.
1: Right. Well, yeah. Which is Seven. debatable.
0: We'll talk about that. Right. Seven <laughs>
1: hours, and uh, you know, which is about the length of this podcast so far. Um, I, we are at thirty-two minutes of this conversation. We haven't even since started hit record. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, so we're, basically. We're yeah, there's a... We might redo this whole part. Um, or not. No. Okay.
0: So... Um, did you listen to my, my last episode? I was on my third glass of vodka and just hit record. Yeah. So, well, I, listened, this is I fine. did not listen to all of it. I did listen to the first part. So I guess I got
1: worse. I My fault. My, mea culpa for not finishing. It's fine. Um, so, uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of how it ends. And it's kind of on a downbeat ending, um, yeah. but... And it's, yeah. and it's kind of open-ended, too, uh, because there's, you know, so one of the characters has become more empowered. One of them has lost power. And the other one is kind of there. So um, it's interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah, so...
0: The, well, that's also an interesting inter- interpretation of that
1: uh, ending. Uh, the, there's I mean, the, a lot of... I mean, I think it's... the What's happened to each character is talked about... In the floor show, they each talk well, about and what's all, happening and what, how they're yes, feeling.
0: Yes, you're correct. What What is happening, though, to Brad and Janet, I think, is most directly addressed in superheroes, which is the last thing we right, hear that's, before the kind of coda of the It piece. is, yeah. And I think that... Because, um, I mean, Janet's lyric ends, still the beast is feeding. Yes, I it's still I read some regret growing. into that.
1: Um, I, maybe, maybe not. I don't know.
0: I uh, guess it depends on what you think the beast is.
1: Yeah, right. So, but that's a whole Anybody
0: who doesn't know this
1: movie, we are so inside thing.
0: baseball right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you don't I mean, if you don't know the movie, I mean, maybe see it and then listen to this. Yeah, I don't know um, how
0: did you get to the 34th minute of the two of us
1: talking? Right. I mean, you know, I'm just I don't, I'm not even sure why we're still doing it.
0: I, that's a great question.
1: So um, yeah. So basically. It's for uh, my so let's enjoyment. talk about something else.
0: Okay. Uh, have let's you ever move seen along. a League of Their Own?
1: <laughs> no, no. I meant something else referring oh, okay. to. You got a list of questions over there.
0: When, when you No, you're doing great. This is fire me off. A this topic. is actually fantastic, and like in some ways, so much deeper than I thought we were going to get. Because uh, I. Cool. I I genuinely thought that the plot summary was going to be a paragraph, and I, I'm I'm so happy that you've gone this long because uh, it's. Well, actually, I didn't do all of it. You did a lot of it. Uh, uh, yes and no, but uh, <laughs> you're you're you've actually addressed
1: some of my questions. I just wanted to that, get through the. I but I figure if we're gonna do spoilers and we're gonna tell people what it is you know i'm not going to do and then this happened and oh what's going to happen not, right. no just this is what happens you know uh there's a lot of loss of innocence. there's a lot of loss of like there's violence in it, not uh, not a lot, not a but, ton, no. Oh, uh, there's a violence in it. There's um, corruption. There's mm-hmm. liberation. There's all kinds of things. Mm. If you and haven't said you sex, there's sex. Have to do. <laughs> I was trying to not be so vulgar, but there's lots of sex.
0: <laughs> the word sex um, is vulgar. <laughs> well, I,
1: you know, I, sure. Um, so yeah, so there's so that's the thing. There's a lot. It's multi-tiered, mm. is what it is. Not only as a movie, yeah. but as what it. What it does and what it's trying to say and what it says to people, yeah. uh, everyone views it in a different way. Everyone yeah. is attracted to it for different reason. Yeah, um, it's just it, it's it's the reason it's lasted forever, four to five years, which is kind of forever for movies. Basically, is that it does speak to everyone differently, and there is nothing else like it. Even though it it takes elements from other things and uses different tropes and different ideas and kind of mushes them into its own thing. It resembles all those things and it's not those things. It's its own mm-hmm. individual living organism basically. And yeah. you, you can't kill it. Yeah. And, yeah. um, people have tried. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it, I'm, it, it almost didn't get off the ground. I mean, yeah. so it's, uh, and that's why it's so long is because everyone, we could have two other people in here and they would argue about little bitty bits of, you know different things that we say and they'd have different interpretations on it Mm -hmm. different reasons why they're attracted to the movie and what they think the lasting power is so Mm -hmm. yeah it's very uh, it's it's its its own unique thing and you know love it hate it or otherwise yeah um it is. Yeah. So that's that. We were going to talk about the audience participation We'll, we'll part, get there in but a but second. We'll in a uh, okay.
0: That was an outstanding summary of the movie. Thank you for that. Thank you very much. Uh, I uh, uh, said Elvis uh, as he left the building. Uh, you said thank you very much, is what you said. Keep talking. Uh, it's, uh, you <laughs> looked confused, so I was trying to help. Um, one of the things you touched on there is that people view it Through whatever their own perspective is. And that's one of the things that fascinates me about it because fans of this show know that I end every episode by saying Black Lives Matter, trans rights are human rights, women's rights are human rights. Uh, We done? Yeah. Uh, No. (laughs) No. After ending the show, sorry. Everybody who ends. Okay. Everybody who uh, listens to this show knows knows my political bent. I have not made that any secret. At the same time, I know people who absolutely have voted for Trump, who love this movie, who enjoy going to see the movie, who have done the full experience, including Mm -hmm. cross-dressing, which is something we'll get into in a moment. Uh, People who are very, very conservative, have talked to me about this movie with love in their eyes. Yes. Uh, it's... I I can only think of a handful of things that have done that. Uh, I don't know that it... Uh, well, in fact, I can almost guarantee that it wasn't Richard O'Brien's intent to do that. But he somehow did. Um, and it may just be that... Uh, some of the conservative crowd thinks that it's fun to go to the audience and yell the three-letter f-word at Brad. Uh, I, I, I I don't know.
1: Yeah, which I don't even know if they do anymore.
0: I don't know if they do either. I haven't been to a we'll showing. Get, get into in that, years. that little later too. Yeah, we'll get we'll get there. Uh, I'm. It's it's very hard. Uh, checkmates. It's very hard to not get ahead of yourself talking about something like this, especially when you love it. Um, so I apologize to anybody who's a little bit lost, but at least you're up to date on what the movie's about. Um, it, it is interesting how many people I know that... Uh, I've been surprised in doing just the album that I just did, and by album I mean download or it's on YouTube. Uh, it's It's been interesting just in telling people that I was doing that. I've been very surprised by how many people that I went to a very conservative church with in the 90s who went, oh, I really want to hear that. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Because they have a love for it in their hearts. And I've actually found out through that, i found out that there are a couple of people that I assumed were very conservative who are not. Uh, which is sort of an interesting experience with it. Which has been... That's been... Uh, uh, I, I guess we're kind of shifting now into the fan experience. Okay. Rather than just the... Uh, nuts and bolts of what the movie is. Right. One of the kind of interesting things that I keep encountering as a fan of the movie is uh, the other fans (laughs) of the movie and the connection that you have that you didn't know that you had with other people. You know? And uh, and just the, the... Sort of like you were speaking to, the variety of people that you realize also love this thing. And part of that is... Uh if anybody investigates my album on this there's a place on my website which is derekbrink.com, for anybody who wants to visit it. Uh there's a I I talk fairly in depth about my love of this movie and there's a point there where I I kind of talk about um but I I just talk about my experience and I talk about the fact that I I've met so many people through my love of this movie. Uh, and their sort of shared experience of it, but I'm floundering a little bit here. I'm I I know what my point is, but I'm having trouble expressing I see, I it. I
1: don't know entirely where uh, we're going, alright. Yeah,
0: I i uh, nudge you along. So sorry, this might be the vodka's fault. Uh stupid vodka. Yeah, yeah. Kettle One, proud sponsor of.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have to take that out.
0: Yeah, no, they sponsor nothing. I sponsor the hell out of them. There you but go. They uh, they do not sponsor me. If Kettle One wants to start giving me money, <laughs> I will absolutely. It'll come take right that. back to you. Yeah, yeah. We I will, will just take spend that it and Spend
1: it on Kettle on One. On Kettle One. So uh, it's win win, really. <laughs>
0: but only on Fridays. Uh, I have my rules. Um. I'm sorry, I don't know where I was before I got derailed. I'm not sure, honestly. Uh, I don't
1: know. You were talking about how how you've met different people who love the movie, and they're all different types of people.
0: Yeah, which, which I guess is really just sort of my point, is that I've met so many people through watching this thing, and through loving this thing, and through talking about this thing, that so many of whom I wouldn't have expected and so many of whom I've had a connection with that I wouldn't have had a connection through other things. Right. And that's talking about even people that I've met in churches, uh, yeah. which uh, I mean, folks who are longtime fans of whatever my nonsense is will know that I used to be a, a minister even uh, yet loved Rocky horror. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just kind of interesting. The, the, kaleidoscope of people that you meet um
1: i i, I well and that's what art does that's yeah um you know i mean you know it's it's sometimes seems a little bit weird to call something like this art because it's so campy sure. and it's silly and it's just um outrageous and still shocking in its own way um But it is art. I mean, it's the only reason it's held on this long Mm -hmm. is because there is an art to it. There, it does speak to the human condition, whether it's uh, positive, negative, or otherwise. Mm -hmm. It does speak to something in us in some way, depending on what part of the movie you focus on and what part that you're into. um, It does. So it's like anything else. It's like you know, we can have certain. I just moved, and I think I don't know. Yeah, that um, was the couch. That was the couch uh, shifting sleeping. there. By the way, we're doing um, this in my living room. So yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's like you know, you how do you explain different people on such different sides of the spectrum being in the same music? Yeah, or liking the same movies um, or but, anything. Well, movies are a little bit different, but
0: well, um, the music might be the part of the explanation because yeah, mm-hmm. the the songs are so fucking good that I, I it's it's impossible to deny how good those songs are. Sure. You know, and like I think maybe that might even be some of the explanation for why so many people like it is the songs are so fucking
1: good. Yeah, it's part of it. That's part of it, yeah. So um but yeah, but that's what we're talking about here. So, you know, I gave you the nuts and bolts of the movie and it sounds weird and dumb and silly and it is. Yeah. But it's also um there's something beyond in it. And good art does that. Good art takes just a regular Plot, a regular idea that really doesn't necessarily have anything over about it, uh, over and above about it. Yeah. and in in um, it just puts those those different things into it. um, you get more out of it. Uh, you know, I can't explain why Rocky Horror is still around anybody and anybody else can. Right. But I can tell you why it is for me, and I know why it is for other people. Hmm. Um, And I think we should get into that, too. Let's talk about that for a minute. We'll get there. Yeah. um, I mean,
0: we can go there right now. Let's go there now, because
1: I don't think we were really going anywhere
0: else. I I have a couple things in my brain,
1: but go ahead. Okay, well, (laughs) we can circle back around. Yeah. If you need to. Um, Yeah, if we don't hit them. Yeah. Okay. So... um, a lot is made up of the uh, ideas in it—the uh, sexual part of the movie, mm-hmm. um, where obviously our one of the main characters is a transvestite who is from transsexual Transylvania. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the uh, the planet in the solar system and all that. Yeah, there's um, a lot of that you got to deal with. Yeah, you just have. Well, I mean, it's it's a parody of B science fiction movies. Yeah. So if you can take that, you can take this. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you can, um, if you can get behind. You know the all the old Roger Corman movies. If you can watch, and the ones are listed, even in the that are listed in the theme song, the opening song, mm-hmm. science fiction double feature, they list a list a lot of movies um, that oh, are God, actually you... better than <laughs> um, <laughs> some of them anyway. Well, not than Rocky Horror necessarily, but better than the B tagline that they're given, like the yeah. Day of the Earth Stood Still. Day of the Earth Stood is Still is a great movie. movie. Yeah, but. Um, it's considered a B movie because it wasn't much budget, and it's science fiction. Right. Um, you know, there's uh, the Invisible Man. That's a good one. Yeah. You know, um, Tarantula is silly. Yeah. Tarantula, tarantula is silly, is silly. Yeah. and it's one of them that I'm not even scared of the spider, and I don't like spiders. Oh, I. But I can't yeah. the spider in that is so dumb looking? It's like okay, it doesn't even look like a tarantula. Yeah. When yeah. it gets blown up, so yeah. um,
0: which the, I think they even used a real tarantula for that, but it blown at first
1: did. But I think I think, and maybe I'm getting my movies my big bug movies confused Mm. but i want to say that when it got big huge size that it looked completely different that it didn't look like uh is a tarantula uh, but i could be wrong i could be thinking of something else because i
0: might well and i might be crossing my spider movies in my head is is tarantula the one that ends up in uh they use some of the footage in queens under pressure video I think so. If that's the case, then yes, at some point I would it's a have fake to spider. see <laughs> the
1: Under Pressure video again. I haven't seen it for so long. Yeah, I have if, no if, idea. If
0: that's the case, then yes, at one point there's like a spider head with a guy working gloves for the pincers.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I don't remember. Um, and I'm seeing something different in my head, so it's black yeah, well, and white.
0: I, well, and um, me too, but we might be... But, you know, I mean, knows.
1: folks, I have seen so many B-movies, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that could be I an could, episode on its I own. I mean, I could do I could do one of these just about B-movies. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, so that's all in there, too. And now I forgot where I was going. Um, <laughs> we really should have done a little, little more writing down of what we wanted to do. Yeah, but, well, um,
0: that's actually one of the things that may be impressive to some of the home listener. Uh, you came into this completely... Uh, Like, I didn't tell you any kind of outline or what to prepare. No, he
1: said, you want to show up and talk about Rocky Horror? I said, sure. And that was it.
0: And you rattled off a half hour of what the movie's about. (laughs) Well, you know, yeah. So,
1: um, yeah, but uh, I think what we were talking about is people making a lot of the sex in it. Oh, yeah. Um, People, yeah. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, um, there's some homosexuality in it. There's bisexuality Mm -hmm. in it. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of different things, which now we look at in a different way and we are it, yeah, able to so. um see much differently than we did in the 70s but even still yeah. uh, it's so outrageous and so over the top and so in your face in this movie um that no matter how you feel you have you have to deal with it yes on one level or another you know yeah. and um you know a lot of people uh, for whatever reason Frankenfurter's has kind of become a gay icon to a degree, or at sure. least he did for a while.
0: Sure. Um,
1: which always made me a little bit, um, not suspicious, but I was kind of wondering about a little bit, because he's not a good guy.
0: Right, I well, mean, that, that's... The That's there's, definitely something I want to talk
1: about. Yeah, because there's advertisements in the further that they used to play up the movie. Obviously this is an ad thing mm-hmm. that showed a picture of Frankenfurter and said he's the hero. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. is he's he though? not? Because he <laughs> he's the guy that does all the bad stuff. He's yeah. the villain here, guys. So yeah. while he is very much his own person and out and proud, and he's the mm-hmm. uh you know, the uh I guess the symbol of Freedom and everything, and being who you are and doing what you want to do. um, He takes it again to an extreme. And
0: he he effectively rapes both Brad and Janet.
1: Yeah, at least to start with. I think I mean he starts, you know, kissing and everything before they know who it is. Yeah, they discover who it is, mm. and then they agree to it once they've figured yeah. out his roots. It's it's so it's maybe there's a, gray a area, there's a but, weird yeah. borderline there somewhere. There's yeah. a weird thing
0: um by the way this uh brought to you by two uh cishet white men
1: <laughs> yes exactly so you know there you are um in their so 40s <laughs> it's a little bit weird there um and you have to you do have, you have to deal with that by today's standards yeah but at the same time um when you're watching the movie it's there but it feels more innocent that's the weird thing about this movie is that there's a level of innocence to everything that happens and there's a level of fun and silliness about it even though it's some really heavy stuff i mean people yeah. have had epiphanies about their own sexuality watching Absolutely. this movie um people who were on the fence and didn't know or didn't even know they had those feelings in them yeah it's just bam you know you see rocky uh, or you see frankenfurter and all his glory and there you are What's not new to his glory, but you know what I mean. And, and what
0: What's the name of the guy that uh, like the number one fan of Rocky Horror? Sal Piro. It's Sal. Yeah, uh, I mean that's basically his story, is he saw the movie and awakened.
1: Uh, <laughs> it it, it happens know. to a lot to a lot of people. A lot of people who feel that they it gave them the power to be themselves. Yeah. And if that's what the character of Frank is doing for people, that's great, and I Absolutely. have no problem with that. But we Absolutely. do have to admit or at least realize that this is the villain of the piece.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree with you completely. uh, I I said already in this conversation, you could not make this movie today. Uh, And I mean, while we're right on the borderline of this, I just want to dive into it. Um, We have to deal with the fact that there is, uh, as much as there is LGBTQ plus Uh, uh, identification with the movie. There's also certainly a lot to object to by today's standards. Um, I've said in things that I've written about the album that I just did and elsewhere, I've said, though, that, uh, look, I'm a straight white male. Uh, I I mean, I... I, Part of my story with this movie is I first saw it again when I was under the age of 10 years old. And... I disagree completely, <laughs> um, because I uh, was exposed to ideas that a lot of my friends weren't at a much younger age. Okay, that's fair. Uh, and a lot of those ideas, I genuinely think this movie shaped a lot of who I am now, uh, and a lot of my understanding of sexual identity. Um for better or worse, <laughs> can be argued, but I I look at this, I think back on this movie, and I genuinely think that maybe not the movie itself, maybe some of the people I've met and the experiences I've had around it, which we still need to touch on, uh, but maybe some of that more than the movie itself. I really, I credit this movie with a large percentage of why I'm so... Accepting and comfortable
1: around people of gender identities that are not my own. Sure. And uh, yeah. The only reason I would say not to have a kid that little see it is not because of um, there. Hey, there's gay people and there's transgender and or mm. not transgender, but there's transsexual people. Tra- and, yeah, transvestites. Um, yeah. Right. Um, so there's that in it and there's other things touched on and hinted at. Um, it's not that so much as uh, there's enough sex happens in it that it's probably not something that you'd want to expose as longer even though it's mostly hinted at. Yeah. Not hint- well, well, it goes further than, yeah. than hinted, than hinted, but um there's nothing gra- there's very little graphicness about it. Yeah. So only one scene that could be anywhere near borderline graphic, I think maybe two. Yeah. That are borderline, but um so and by today's standards are really not that bad. Right. But at the same time, um, so that's it. But if it does help with uh, realizing, hey, there's a lot of people out there. If you have a lot of different ideas and love different ways and think different ways um, and think different than me and that's OK, mm-hmm. then um, that's all right. You know, I mean, in some ways, I kind of wish Frank wasn't a villain and had some sort of uh, different outcome mm-hmm. because it would be nicer Or it would be better for the people who do put him on a pedestal and do, um, and I don't know if anybody really does him specifically, that character, so much as the spirit of that character and the idea of the character. But, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, he does take it too far. So, I mean, one of the things that I think gets overlooked in the movie is that it is a morality play. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Um, you know. Almost,
0: uh, and in some ways, almost uh, almost a quaint one. Uh, because yes. by, by today's standard, the morality is, uh, you've gone too far, you've had sex with more than three
1: people. <laughs> well, and I don't know that it's just because you've had sex more than no, three people. No, of, of, of course not. But you could almost read it that way. You could if you wanted to be very literal about yeah. it. Yeah. And that's a problem with everything right now. Is yes. Everybody's literal <laughs> about it. Nobody stops to think. But that's a whole other tirade. Um, yeah. The thing about uh rocky horror in general um and this specifically what we're talking about here with um with him going too far is that i think it says hey be yourself mm-hmm. it says have your fun don't not have your fun but be smart about it no. You know, and because can, you can use that not only with sex, because I mean, hello, how many diseases do we have now that we didn't have back then? Yeah. Or we had just a small percentage of it. Nobody thought about it. Right. So with sex, yes. Hey, you know, I'm not I'm not here to judge with, you know, sex, whether you should be having sex with beyond marriage or any of that. You know, that's all. Sure. Or before marriage or whatever. That's um, and I know my views on it, but it's not I can't say for everyone. Right. What I can say is, be smart. Don't be an idiot. Yeah, you know that's um, good advice. Be smart no about it. You know, and about. but that translates, and that not translates, but it um, includes, you know, experimentation with drugs, which mm-hmm. is not explicit in the movie, but it's kind of mentioned. It's hinted at. I mean, hinted at a little bit here and there. Uh, Columbia
0: um, says, you know, the only thing that gives me hope is my love of a certain dope, and you can read dope one way or another.
1: Yeah, well, I always read it as Eddie. But, I did too, but um, I, it kind of. Occurred but there to me is that, a there's a joint that in is the dope. movie. You see, yeah. a, you see a joint. <laughs> yeah. Um, the idea, the whole line in Sweet Transvestite, um, he's a little bit about him. When you knocked, he thought you were the Candyman. Yeah. Well, Candyman being uh, slang at the time for the drug dealer. Yep. Uh, not just Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you know, so that there's that. So it can extend to that. It's like, hey, if you are having recreational drugs, you know, whether I'm for it or against it or whatever, doesn't matter. Be smart about it. Mm. You know, just be safe. So that I think is the morality beyond the, um, quite the sexual more than everything else. I think what, um, it's saying is yes, be yourself. Don't be afraid to be yourself. Don't be afraid to go for your goals and do whatever it is you need to do to have a successful and a fun life mm. and enjoy yourself. But, You know, don't hurt others in the process. Yeah. And more importantly, don't hurt or maybe not more importantly, but uh, don't hurt yourself in the process. And more importantly, don't hurt others. Yeah. That I think is what that's what I always got out of it. The morality of it. That's Mm -hmm. what I always thought the lesson of the movie was. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, we all say don't dream it, be it. Yeah. And that's a great message. Sure. Sure. Um, that's maybe you know, the message most people the take message away. That's the message of the movie, and yeah. that's fine. It's just that when you, and maybe you have to see it as many times as I have, mm-hmm. and you have to have, uh, you know, been part of the audience experience and all that, yeah. um, and memorized it <laughs> um, to really get this out of it. It has to hit a chord with you somewhere for you to really think of it in these terms. Yeah. Um, but clearly I have, and there we are. Sure. So I think sure. that's part of it. But, you know, that's some people relate to. Um, you know the different characters and their the the way that they act, the way that they are one hundred percent themselves, and there's no uh, there's not really a gray area to a lot of these characters. They're very much who they are and what they are. Right. And people agree, relate to that, but not everybody relates to the sexuality the sexuality of the movie, even though it's very much a centerpiece of the movie isn't the only thing you can take out of it. That's not the only thing to get into. Right. Um,
0: That certainly, I mean, again, my first viewing of the movie being before I was in double digits, that's uh, not the first thing that I gravitated to. It wasn't me either. I still don't.
1: Yeah, no, no, not at all. And maybe that's part of being, you know, like straight white male. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Um, But yeah, it's uh, what I'm attracted to with the movie apart from the songs, which you all agree are just amazing songs. And it's hard to, I read an article not too long ago. Um, someone was discussing the shock treatment, which is the yeah. quote unquote sequel, but we won't talk I, about I'm, it too I'm much. I'm
0: almost disappointed that you said that because I was going to say, come back next week for our discussion of shock treatment. We can still do it. <laughs> I'm actually going to watch that later I if you want to hang around. I have a lot to talk about
1: <laughs> with shock treatment too. Yeah, I um, haven't
0: seen it in a while. I you know, I have,
1: and I think it's, yeah. It's a movie that was ahead of its time, and now was quaint. Yeah, but anyway, unlike Rocky well, Horror, I, I which was unlike yeah. Rocky Horror, which was of its time and ahead of its time, it's still quaint and still shocking. It's amazing, but yes. anyway, yeah. um, what was I talking about? I couldn't tell you if you paid me. <laughs> we, need a, we need a director or a I third person great. in here, a producer it, 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 or something. Yeah, just somebody who's listening and um, Just to and come over and uh, slap us in the head and say, yeah. get back on track. Just some jerk taking um, minutes. Oh, I'll tell you uh, <laughs> why we're... Uh, yeah, if you want to be a jerk, contact the show. Um, <laughs> DB at Derek you can, you can, you, can be, uh, you can be the jerk for yeah. the podcast um this is why i'm not on very often by the way because it, it's absolutely you've been happens. so much more focused than i have been because <laughs> this is well this is what happened well see that's also oh, i'm the jerk basically i'm the no, jerk keeping this together it, no your points have been
0: cogent they've been concise and clear uh i've been uh a, a semi-drunken idiot derailing you and uh <laughs> you're doing such a good so, job well it's okay um i have
1: i have a, a lot to say about it um so there you go. But yeah, so I mean, I, but I was never, the sexuality was not the big thing for me. That's yeah. not what drew me into the movie. I mean, I didn't complain about, you know, ladies running around in underwear for an hour and a half, but, yeah. but, you know, I like a lot of movies that have sex in them. Yeah. And that's not why I watched the movie. Right. You know, it's um, hard to
0: find a movie now that doesn't have some sex. in. Yeah. Very seldom, yeah. you know,
1: like you'll watch something. you will like, that was surprisingly clean. What happened? You know? No, yeah. Right. Um, so uh did i miss it you know so um <laughs> but anyway uh yeah so but i was drawn into it originally like i said be, beyond the music um mm. love the music um oh that was what i was talking about shock treatment was uh, right. yeah. that um someone said you know it's impossible to divorce the songs of rocky horror from rocky and the fan experience whereas shock treatment you can listen to more as songs Although a lot of them are, even though it's more to do with the musical itself, as songs they might hold up a little bit better. It's an interesting point of view. I disagree. I don't think so. And I love yeah. the songs in Shock Treatment. I or, do Not too. all of them, but a lot of them I do. But yeah,
0: um, yeah there are a couple of them that don't translate well. Well, but...
1: and the one big one. Um, that everybody points to is like, well, that's what the character said. It's not. Yeah. Nobody needs that. anyway. Yeah. No, anyway, sorry, that's a whole other. That's a whole other thing. So,
0: a, a side tangent. If anybody wants a cool experience of that, uh, the artist Mark with a C. Yes. Uh, did a very cool recording, similar to what I did with the Rocky soundtrack, but he did it first of the shock treatment soundtrack. Check that out. Yeah, Mark, it's with cool. a C, yeah. Mark, Mark with pretty cool. C is his name. Mark with the C. By the way, I don't know if anybody uh, knows this. I don't know if you know this. Uh, Mark with a C uh, is currently going through uh, some serious health problems. If you can buy anything from him, please do. I have, and I've been very yeah, much I enjoying his music.
1: Downloaded some stuff uh, and paid him for it. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, and not he's, too long ago.
0: He's, he's a really good guy, by the way, interacts with fans on Twitter. Uh, he, and he released a, a version of the shock treatment soundtrack that yeah. applies to what we're talking about. Really good guy if you have any interest in the movie shock treatment uh check that out check out his work and just check
1: out his work in general yeah he's, check he's that great. out and then check the rest of it because very witty very funny yeah very funny um also and um has some that are a little bit touching too yeah and he could uh, really good, use your
0: support right now.
1: yeah and good uh pop songs on oh yeah guitar. good rock, pop rock songs yeah
0: very kind of a uh, acousta punk i would call him yeah you know a, in alternative a in yeah. a
1: way so yeah really yeah. good so yeah mark with a c shout out yeah um he will so, never hear this. No, <laughs> well, maybe if you tag him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I <laughs> when all Eddie is so yeah, yeah. Um, Which kind of applies? Then there's that's true too. Because uh, who else? Anyway, um, mm. geez. All right. So I was attracted to the movie. I think that's what we were talking yeah, about.
0: Yeah, uh, for things other than the music. Uh, kind yes, of uh-huh,
1: we've said that four times. We've been there, um,
0: been there for 10 minutes. <laughs> at
1: first, I was attracted by the parody aspect. Yeah, uh, Because sure. it parodies science fiction movies and old B movies. And I, as I said, I love B movies. Uh, I've seen a bunch of them. Uh, the worse they are, the better. Yeah. Not because I like to sit and laugh at how bad things are, though I do. Um, I'm not going to be let's be honest They do sometimes watch because wow this thing is so bad I have to see it but and I think we talked about this before when I was on um, I like that somebody just went through and did something yeah. had no budget did it anyway yeah. had two people to act did it anyway mm-hmm. um and I like that. And I'm the guy that, I love, as much as I love Mystery Science Theater 3000, mm. every once in a while I wish the robots would shut up Yeah, so I sure. could watch the movie, you know? Which, by um, the
0: way, uh, in case anybody's wondering where MST3K got the idea, Rocky Horror Fan Experience.
1: Yes. Um... So, I don't was uh, uh, like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's rocky hard. We should be singing more. I probably um, should, yeah. So, anyway, uh, so I was uh, into that because I'd seen all those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Frankenstein references. I've seen Frankenstein. Sure, everybody has. Um, yeah. I've seen, you know, there's um, all sorts of different little things. Um, you know, all the references they make from Dave Erstead still, and there's little pieces of movies that look kind of like another movie. Yeah. And you pick up on that and I couldn't name them all right now if I tried. But um, you know, so I was attracted to that. I'm always attracted to art that is a little bit different or a little bit weird. Me too. I like it. Um, Not all of it. Sometimes I think it's weird for weird sake and I'm not interested in that. There has to be something more to it. Sure. And here there is. So um, I was interested in that. I was interested in Um, I liked the character arc that happened with a lot of the characters. It was interesting to see how things unfolded. Mm -hmm. I liked the fact that the first time you watch this movie, you are Brad and Janet. Yeah. The way that they set the movie up and not the stage play as much, but the way that they set the movie up, you are Brad and Janet. You experience this as it happens and you have to deal with how you feel about everything that goes on on screen. Mm -hmm. So it's, um... Is that so? I just I just like the artistry of it and the uh, parody aspect and the science fiction part of it and the fact that it can, kind of is a bad science fiction movie. Um, so I'm into that. You know, um, it's kind of funny in its own way. It's not hysterical, ha ha funny, but it's got a lot of funny comic beats and you yeah. have to see them. Yeah, kind of have to see it more than once to get oh, them to yeah, really start absolutely. getting the humor behind it. Absolutely. And where the humor is and catch the little glimpses of. You know, uh, watch, you have back to background characters sometimes and see what they're doing and how they're looking at each other and the way they, it, it, it glances that are exchanged. It's just mm-hmm. uh, good. So it's a movie that really we shouldn't be talking about in art terms and we totally are because it deserves it. Yeah. But yeah, the sex was always um, kind of this, oh, and there's sex in it. Yeah. I. That's the way that I always I felt completely. about it. And, you know, when we talked about people seeing it and having... Uh, different experiences and realizing things about themselves uh, just made me realize how straight I am. Sure. I mean, it did, you know, because none, and that's, you know, um, yeah, it never made me question my sexuality even think about it. Right. But um, it did with a lot of other people and it's helped a lot of people. So yeah. good well, for them and, and good
0: for the movie. That's very important to say that, uh, uh, well, I mean, look, there's not a positive representation of LGBTQ identity in the movie. Uh, (laughs) I don't think, Um, probably not, no, but, uh, it has helped a lot of people who, um, maybe haven't confronted that part of themselves confront that part of themselves. Um, and for the time it
1: was, um, there, when there was very little,
0: yeah, groundbreaking for the time. Yeah. uh, Yeah. um, uh, well, I mean, Google Sal's life story. You'll, you'll get the idea. Yeah, Sal Piro. Uh, Sal, yes. yeah. Uh, I <laughs> apparently am on a first name basis with him. You guys go way back. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that that is uh, that is an important part of it. Is uh, I because Rocky is uh, not Rocky Balboa. Rocky Horror. Uh, and in some ways also Rocky Balboa. Same thing. Is, is, yeah. Is such a... <laughs> thank you. Is uh, such a... Uh, 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 I'm going to use the phrase rite of passage. Kind uh, of. for it, It's almost like you didn't have a teenage life if you didn't see this movie, probably without your parents
1: knowing it. Right. At some point. Uh, I was guilty of taking many people.
0: Yeah. Well, see, here's <laughs> the thing. I I mean, I I feel like a broken record saying this. I first saw this movie when I was less than 10 years old, and my dad was fully aware that I saw this movie, and so was mom. Um, But I was sent out of the room for the sex scenes or for anything that they thought I couldn't deal with. Um, And I I remember being a kid. uh, I talk about this on my website. I remember being a kid and being in the lunchroom in elementary school. And this was when uh, Vanilla Ice roamed the earth, Uh, which I guess he now doesn't. I don't know. Five uh, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But Ice Ice Baby was the song of the moment. And I remember being in the lunchroom and everybody there singing Ice Ice Baby in the lunchroom together, except for me, because I didn't care about that bullshit. And I had a pair of lips drawn on the back of my notebook, you know, Uh, and I, I that like my experience with it started out very young but, like, by the time I was 10, uh, like I said, I was sent out of the room for the sex scenes anytime it was shown. By the time I was 10, I had stolen your copy of the VHS and watched the sex scenes. Sure. And my reaction to them was, oh, that's it, huh? You know, you don't even see yeah, anything. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, this, <laughs> you know,
1: we're talking about, you know, how, you know, oh, I my daughter's only 13, I don't want her to watch it, but by the time she sees it, she's going to be like, really, Dad, this is... <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, <laughs> I've seen this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um so anyway, so I guess we're getting up to fan experiences where we're, we're with yeah this, we're right?
0: right we're right at the door of that yeah so let's okay, let's so go let's, ahead and walk so right. let's uh, um, ring the bell and
1: that's one of the things if that anybody lets us in
0: okay uh, hopefully it's not riff right uh, well or if it is I think we're both prepared for that um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I know what not to do yeah sure or at least whose side to be on by the end of it it's true. Um, Uh, Yeah, the fan experience. One of the things you've kept referring to is how long it's lasted. And we Mm -hmm. just passed the 45th anniversary of the movie. Um, And the, the stage show even before that. I mean, the movie was what, 76? seven something like that
1: Mm, i'd have to look at i'd have to google it seven yeah i'm gonna say it's four
0: been a been a minute that's something that one of us could pull up on our phones either while we're talking or when the other guy is talking
1: well it could but my i don't have a lot of battery rocky
0: horror release i'm at 87 percent somehow five good
1: for you i'm like 20
0: uh, nineteen seventy five, September yes. twenty fifth, nineteen seventy five. We are uh, like we just passed that uh, as yeah. as an anniversary. That would have been 46, Six, 46 years. years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're so we're at, uh, coming up on fifty years here pretty quick of that movie being around and the stage show much longer than that or a little longer. No, than few, that, maybe three anyway. or four years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, this thing we're still talking about it in twenty twenty ones, and there are people twenty twenty ones in twenty twenty one. I keep it.
1: Okay. I'm going to start using
0: that. Okay. We're still talking about it now. And some people are still seeing it for the first time now. And in
1: 2021.
0: Yes, in 2021, And there are, you know, teenage kids who want to see it for the first time and their parents aren't letting them yet mm-hmm. uh, in 2021. This movie has been around that long and is viscerally loved now still and is more popular now, I would argue, than it's ever been. I mean, it, mm-hmm. in... Well, in some Possibly, ways, yeah. because, I mean, when I was a teenager, I, I mean, there wouldn't have been a Glee episode. There wouldn't have been a Fox uh, new
1: version of I think it. it's just become, uh, oh, let's not even talk about that. Um, no, but it it's, Uh <laughs> I think maybe it's just more part of the culture. It's just been yeah. soaked in more because well, it's been yeah. around forever.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, the, the it's, it's one of those examples of uh, the Freaks one. You know, <laughs> yay! Uh, the the nerds finally you know control everything, and and we were right. It turned out, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, which is kind of great. But th- I mean, that movie's been around so long and loved for so long, and is still loved so rabidly, despite the fact that it's. In many ways,
1: I was going to say culturally unacceptable in many mm-hmm. ways. But problematic is a That's much more. That's kind lighter... of the beauty of it, though, is that it is. Yeah. And it's supposed to be. And um, everything in this movie hits you in the face. It does not yeah. do anything. After the first, I mean, the first image, the lips that sing, mm-hmm. the first image, you know, hits you in the face, then it kind of consists just little quieter movie and you're setting up and then from the moment they hit the castle yeah everything is just as big and bold and Mm. uh just powerful as it can possibly be yeah it's so over the top that it almost seems normal by the end of the movie yep which is Uh, part of the beauty of it yeah you've been in this world for however long and you're just like well yeah of course that happens sir why not yeah it's 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 almost crazy
0: it's almost like the message is, "Fuck you." You've got to be comfortable with the excess. You yeah, know? that's that's almost the yeah, message. Even, of
1: it. Yeah, even though you know the excess is, you know, it does like I was saying, does put a little bit of a hey, too much excess is thing, but um, it's there. And as far yeah. as art goes, and campy, fun, silly art, it's right there. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I keep saying silly and I don't know if that's the, uh, an appropriate word. Well, there's but. a
0: silly aspect of it. I mean, I mm-hmm. don't I don't think it's unfair in the conversation that we're having. OK, uh, I, I, I I really I mean, uh, I, I can't encourage that anybody see the movie as young as I did. But at right. the same time, I almost feel like I benefited from that because by the time well, I was, I think you
1: did, well, yeah, I don't not know that everyone would. would.
0: Not everybody would. That's true. But I mean, by um, the time I was uh, a teenager and going to parties and there were drugs and sex and things, I was like, oh, I, I know exactly what this is and I knew what I didn't want to get involved with because I didn't want to be climbing up a replica of the Eiffel Tower and get shot in the back. Uh, (laughs) Fair. uh, You know, I... I, And who does, really? uh, Yeah, yeah, that seems like such a weird life goal. Uh, But it's on somebody's bucket list, I can guarantee you, we don't know who he is. Well, that's the other thing (laughs) is that, you know, if
1: this movie... That's the other thing is that if you see it too young, it has a potential, I think, to... Uh, To do what it did for you, which is kind of open your eyes a little bit, Mm. open your um, open, just make you open to more things and having it not be a big deal. But it's also you get the wrong person. It might mess them up.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's important to say. This is my experiences in the context of having uh, particularly a father who was very good at providing context for things at answering questions that they were asked at uh uh you know uh, my my dad uh, well our dad i guess i should say since you're here our dad kind of took the approach of well he's going to find out eventually you know exactly uh, he may as well do it in a safe environment where he can ask questions if he needs to you know and there was there was was
1: comfortable asking them
0: (laughs) yeah 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 there was uh uh I mean, if a movie is rated PG or PG 13, that PG stands for parental guidance, and I had it. Right. You know, that's an important piece of my yeah, story. It's not with like this the people movie. who
1: just sit their kids down in front of the TV and let them watch whatever comes on and yeah. don't pay attention. Yeah. My father so, was aware of what I was seeing and was yeah. prepared for Yeah, and that's what I questions. try to be with my kids to them. I and I know they see stuff that I don't know they've seen, sure. and that's okay. They're supposed to. Sure. But um, I will show them something every once in a while. I'll show them something that's got a little bit of. You know, and not nothing damaging, but every once in a while I just want to see if they get the joke, right? You know, we (laughs) were uh, the other day I was watching one of the few Kids in the Hall episodes that there's nothing overly objectionable in it for a small kid. Sure, where I'm sitting there, and uh, sometimes I forget that the American. Shows were censored a little bit. Oh yeah, and there was um, you know a, a giant f bomb mm. in the first three minutes. And
0: which uh, which uh, which f word are we talking? About? Because the f word is no longer fuck. The f word is the new f word. The f word is now the three letter f word that you.
1: Oh okay, yeah. Um, well, that was said in the kids in the hall a lot, but it was yeah. f- as an, an empowerment thing. No, I'm talking about the. We're talking um, about the traditional four letter. Yeah, the F-word. traditional yeah. four letters that I just said and
0: then that didn't. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is yeah i say i'm trying i'm trying to not do go there yeah um but i am opening the door for you to do so whenever you want okay um so mm-hmm. anyway um yeah so it was that one um the uh, f word the country joe and the fish chanted at Woodstock. yes yes exactly so um good 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 analogy Thank um you. or example i guess so yeah so i kind of looked at my I was like and I just kind of looked at her and she goes, We don't say that word. I'm like, That's damn right. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, but no, but she kind of, I was just like, Yeah, forgot that was in there. Okay. Right. So just move on. It's not like I haven't heard it. Yeah. You know, why just don't use it around my kids. And all I right. say, Hey, you know, if they don't hear me using it very often, then maybe they will. Not be completely foul-mouthed little cretins. Yeah. Which is why they don't have to hang
0: out with their uncle that much. Not a whole lot. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Those who Um, listen to the show know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah. So,
1: um, anyway. uh, Yeah, so fan experience. Let's go to that. Yeah, well, we're kind of there. No, but let's go into the actual fan experience. Right, well, because
0: that's that's sort of what I'm talking about. It's been around that long and been beloved that long, partly because of the fan experience and the fan interaction with it. Right. Uh, Because... Anymore, someone who goes to see Rocky Horror is virtually not going to see Rocky Horror. They're going for the experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, by the way, a quick side question. Uh, you mentioned with that uh, uh, Amnesty International version of it that you watched, mm-hmm. that they had an act break. Where was the act break?
1: Uh, right after Frank creates Rocky that and makes takes him to okay, his that's... somber Bottle suite. That's where so I would the have two... assumed, Okay. Uh, scenes that we were not supposedly not allowed to see when we were kids. Yes, that uh, I saw. Begin the act came. two. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, and they are uh, way worse on stage than are in the movie.
0: That's I would have holy beejivers. Yeah. All uh, right, okay, that makes some sense. I just uh, said so holy bejeebers on you in front of people. Uh,
1: way to go. As You know, as <laughs> hey, and I'm just, like I say, I'm trying to clean up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to be yeah. respectable
0: around. Is here. that uh, church influence on you? Uh, uh, that's well, what the- you
1: know, sometimes I, I don't want to, you know, screw up in. Front of my kids too much i'll curse every once in a while sure. but i don't want to just let something fly and have them just like yeah. you know i i think have them drop the uh, juice or something
0: uh, well, whatever that meant yeah it doesn't it's fine that's under um, bed. <laughs> uh i assumed that they had a juice box well they did but okay <laughs> um uh, the the part of the reason that I ask you that is uh, that that's where the act break is in that uh, in that presentation of the show uh, and checkmates. Depending on how much longer we go, this might be where the act break is in this particular podcast episode. <laughs> uh, you might uh, you might get uh, part two when we return in the uh, next show. In the meantime, I will leave you waiting with Antissa. Okay, so that was part one of the Rocky Horror Tribute episodes, I guess. Uh, as you can as you can tell, I was right about me being a sloppy mess when I warned you about that in the intro. Uh, the second episode is a little bit more... Uh, I don't want to say more focused, but I feel like it's a little bit more reined in on my part anyway. There's some actual good thoughts communicated. So uh, hang around for that, or wait around for that, not really hang around, I guess it depends on how you listen to this, Uh, but it'll be midweek, or if you listen to these shows in clusters at a time, it'll be the next thing in your player, I suppose. But we'll be back with Dave in just a couple of days if you're listening to this, like right when it drops, or very soon thereafter. So uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. I'm going to also really enjoy the second half of this conversation, and it's dawning on me now as I'm recording this outro that that uh, uh, gag with me saying Antessa at the end of the conversation, like part one, really isn't going to pay off very well since I'm talking in between it. But anyway... We're we're gonna be back with the second half of that talk on the next episode of the show. I hope you're enjoying it. I if I I I did, and I I hope you will. I think there's a lot to dig into there, and uh, uh, I think uh, I think you'll enjoy the next half if you enjoyed this half. In fact, you'll probably enjoy the next half a little bit better because it's uh, a little bit better of a half. Uh, something uh, advice to you if you're doing a show and you start realizing that you're not contributing very well, and you're kind of floundering for things to say, and you're just interrupting the other person. stuff, break the room for about 10 minutes. Just stop for about 10 minutes and do something else, and then the next part of your show will go a lot better. That's what, uh, that's the experience that you're going to hear, and the difference between these two episodes. But thank you so much for listening to this, up to this part. Uh, I just want to do the standard closing to the show, basically, is the entire reason for the break, So and, and for me talking after the break. So, uh, uh, as I keep saying every time, please get vaccinated if you are not yet. If uh, you are unable to social distance, please wear a mask. Uh, even if you are at the point where you think social distancing no longer needs to happen... I disagree, but uh, still wear a mask in situations where you uh, don't know much about the people that you're around, I guess, Uh, but please continue taking the pandemic seriously, it is still serious, there are still people getting sick and dying and uh, things, even though the national numbers are a lot better, and there are even uh, uh, well-researched people speculating that we'll be on the downswing of it heading into the holidays. I would expect a slight upswing after the holidays, given what happens at holidays, but whatever. Anyway, moving on, get vaccinated. Uh, Please remember that Black Lives Matter. Please remember that trans rights are human rights, and women's rights are human rights. Be good to each other, be good to yourself. Forgive each other, and forgive yourself. And while you're doing all that, check us out next time. Dinner is prepared!